This is the Hoosier Ag Today Monday morning podcast on the 18th of December 2023, one week until Christmas. I'm Andy Eubank. Thanks for listening. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Coming up today, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller with the news, including helpful information on estate tax fear-mongering and accountability on fertilizer pricing. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has a blustery start to our week's weather. And the Friday ag markets, mostly higher, will have settlements and Brian Basting analysis on the Hoosier Ag Today Monday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Don't fear the estate tax boogeyman and U.S. Senators demanding answers on fertilizer. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Act Today. Many farm policy organizations have been lobbying for years now that estate taxes should be permanently eliminated, opposing the collection of capital gains taxes at death. Legislation that provides exemption levels expires at the end of 2025, and some lawyers and estate planners are already talking about it. I call this the estate tax exemption repeal boogeyman version 4.0. That's the farm lawyer, John Schwarz. He's a third generation farmer and ag law attorney based in Cass County, Indiana. He says this because it's the fourth time in his 18 year law career that he's seen what he calls fear mongering from some in his industry about the estate tax. I hear things and I see things where people are, you know, basically scaring people again, in my opinion, to do things that, from an estate planning standpoint, that they may not do if it wasn't for this fear that somehow the estate tax is going to drop substantially and all of a sudden farms will be lost because of the estate tax. Schwarz says if you have a good succession plan in place, have LLCs or have taken other steps, You'll be in fine shape to react to what Congress may or may not do. If you contact a farm lawyer like him, there are options available, like yearly gifting. Each year you can do some gifting. Uh, this year, 17000 you can gift you know, shares in companies, cash, things like that. You, know, you can start doing some small gifting, try to get some of the value out of your estate. 
a lot of times with the, with the value of farm estates, that won't dent it as, as much as we need to. So we look at some of the other tools that, quite frankly, really fit nicely into farm estate planning. Schwarz goes into much more detail in our full interview. You can find it at HoosierAgToday.com, and you can find him at TheFarmLawyer.com. With fertilizer prices skyrocketing over the past several years, several U.S. senators are demanding answers to why and how it happened. Here's C.J. Miller. And those senators have introduced the Fertilizer Research Act, which would require the USDA to study competition and trends in the fertilizer market to determine their impact on pricing. Democrat Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin is one of the lawmakers co-sponsoring that bill. Last year, the cost of fertilizer was like a staggering 30% of the input costs. And while fertilizer prices have gone up sharply in the past few years, she says the farmers have not been given a good enough reason why. Our farmers have very little insight into why these prices spiked, how they're determined. And so with this legislation, we're hoping to pull back the veil, if you will, of the competition within this market and be able to craft solutions that address the high costs that farmers are facing. She says the high prices for fertilizer can have a negative domino effect, impacting not just the ag economy, but the entire U.S. economy. High fertilizer prices don't just affect our hardworking farmers. They also can result in elevated prices because they limit the amount that farmers might plant if they can only afford a limited amount of fertilizer. So these are serious issues that affect our economy, and we need to have greater insight and information, and that's what this bill would do. The bill is also co-sponsored by Republican Senators Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst of Iowa. Within one year of the bill's passage, the USDA and Economic Research Council would be required to issue a report to investigate several issues, including whether there have been antitrust violations or collusion within the fertilizer industry. I'm C.J. Miller. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Mid-America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We've got a blustery start to the work week here. After a gorgeous weekend, well above normal temperatures across the region, Mother Nature attempting to show us what time of year it is really. But honestly, if I'm going to get right to the point here, she's not doing a very good job. All right, yeah. It is blustery today. It is a lot colder than what we saw over the weekend. But really, when you look at normal, we're not that far away from normal temperatures in December. The biggest story that we've got today is the wind. Strong winds are going to be parking over the top of us here for today and likely into the start of tomorrow. These winds are coming north and northwest, which means they're coming right across the Great Lakes. So lake-enhanced precipitation can be seen off and on here through today, particularly midday, afternoon, and evening. I'm going to say in northern areas, lake-effect snows can happen, and there probably will be some minor accumulations. 
but the rest of the state, gusty winds and snow squalls or flurries, uh, we won't rule them out, but I don't think it's as big of a deal. You get into eastern Michigan and a lot of Ohio, that's where the problems are going to be a little bit longer term here through tonight and into tomorrow. But it's blustery for sure. It's cold, yes. Wind chills, yes. It is December after all, okay? And this cold air parks here tomorrow. Probably the wind's not quite as strong for your Tuesday, so we don't see as much a lake-enhanced cloud cover. As a matter of fact, I'm not calling for any precipitation tomorrow. But still, you get the idea. Nasty start to the week, especially after the beautiful weekend that we saw. Moving through the Wednesday time frame, warmer air starts to lift in here. We'll see temperatures moderate a little bit, and we're mild for the balance of the week. I don't really see any major problems through Thursday, through Friday, Saturday. I don't really see anything. I think we see a little bit of cloud cover trying to get in on Friday, and I'll leave the door open to some scattered rain showers over the southern half of the state, I-70 southward. I don't think it's a big event. We'll have to watch the track of this. The, the source of the moisture is not one that I really like for big-time event coverage. But behind that wave, another system trying to come together out of the Four Corners region, that moves out on Christmas Eve. So I think on Christmas Day, we still have the opportunity or the potential to be cloudy and maybe a little bit damp. Most of Christmas is going to be damp to our west over Iowa, Illinois, so on and so forth, but maybe not necessarily here until Christmas night through Tuesday the 26th. That's when we can see some hit and miss scattered rain showers. Uh, not looking like a big event right now, at least not compact, but we may stretch moisture over a couple of days with very hit and miss kind of activity. So that's the way things are stacking up right now. Number one issue is the brutal cold and wind today. And the only reason I'm calling it brutal is because of the wind. Wind chills will be a definite issue through your Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. A volatile week closes with a rather quiet day of trade Friday. This is Hoosier Ag Today and the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. Wheat futures higher all day, corn a little higher at the end, and beans flat will have settlements next. First, market analysis. And for that on Friday, I checked in in the middle of trade with Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. We wrap up the week with mixed markets, flat again in corn, just really still caught in between soybeans and wheat. And on Friday, beans down and Chicago wheat higher. Up and down week when you look at the ag markets and the macro markets. Yeah, it's starting to be a bit of a holiday trade, Andy, as it were. Uh, typically during the holidays, we see... Uh, subdued price volatility, and every year is different. We'll see uh, the next two weeks, but it's certainly behaving like that now. I guess for soybeans, obviously, we're watching Brazilian weather quite closely with a lot of those beans in the north going through pod set, pod fill. There is some rain in the forecast next week around the 20th, 21st, 22nd of December that's keeping the market a little on edge. Corn is just kind of marking time. I think we're waiting to see as you get into January some final production numbers and, and usage numbers. And as for wheat, of course, we did get confirmation that uh, we had uh, tremendous sales of, of soft wheat to China, but that's been in the market for quite some time. So um, as you said, the lack of, of uh, not only domestically here, uh, breaking news, uh, but worldwide is uh, relatively quiet for the moment. And really the breaking news coming out of South America, not so breaking, it seems to be uh, still some uncertainty there. 
about what the true effect of current weather conditions will be on the crop and therefore the U.S. markets. No doubt. Uh, this picture of early August, mid-August, for your listeners here, how important that weather is during Pied Set and Pied Hill in the Midwest. Um, so it, it's, you know, the crop is not a catastrophe, as it were down there right now, but there's some areas that suffered a bit. Um, I'd remind your listeners, though, that Brazil is such a huge country, north to south. I saw a, a statement recently that five, at least five states of Iowa could fit into the state of Mato Grosso in Brazil. So it's a huge uh, area. So uh, even though some areas may be suffering, northeast Brazil has been dry. As you go further south, the crop is, is better. Um, so we'll just have to see as going forward. We are seeing China come in here and make some export purchases of U.S. beans, assuming that uh, a chunk of these unknown sales, which have also been announced, will be China. So China has been active buying more beans, but they were behind. So that's more playing catch-up, as it were. So, uh, But no, otherwise, we are in, in, in a weather market, and that will continue all throughout uh, the rest of December, I would say, all throughout the month of January for Brazil. Corn futures, not a lot of movement. Again, stuck in between wheat and soybeans. And when might we expect to see some sort of a corn story that moves the market? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say the next big corn story, as it were, would be a January 12th final crop report. But also that day, Andy, we'll get the grain stocks report. That only comes out four times a year. That'll give us an idea of usage during the September, October, November quarter. In other words, particularly feed and residual usage. There's no other way to calculate that other than looking at those changes from stocks reports. And so I guess one thing to think about in corn is that the price of soybean meal, obviously, was very, very high this fall. So perhaps we fed a bit more corn than the market's thinking. But on the flip side of that, I was just in Indiana doing a meeting this week and continue to hear producers uh, very excited about the final yields that they saw. So I think it's, it could be a, a back and forth, but there's always surprises out there. But I would say we're still looking at those January 12th reports in terms of setting the foundation into the spring of 24. Brian Basting, Advanced Trading, the number there, 309-664-2314. On the Hat Friday Market Review, settlements from Friday Trade, March Corn, a gain of three and three quarters, jumping to 483. May goes to 495 and a quarter, picking up three and a quarter. Mostly lower in beans. The front month Jan contract did go up a penny and three quarters, 1315 and three quarters. Everything else lower, March down just a half cent at 1331 and a half. And March wheat, 629 and a quarter, a gain of 13 and a half. Meat markets higher Friday. February live cattle, 169.35, up a dollar 42. And Febline hogs also up a dollar 42, settling at 71.90. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.